Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring our very own world-renowned pet psychic, Laura Stinchfield. Hi, everyone. I'm Laura Stinchfield, the pet psychic. I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate my life to teaching humans and animals to understand each other better. Log on to thepetpsychic.com where you can find out tons more about Laura, the pet psychic, tips on animal communication and animal behavior. You are listening to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Uh, log into our chat room where you can chat with other listeners and ask Laura questions. I'm your producer and co-host, Aiku Sahara. We have Kendra and Diana on the phone lines. Happy holidays! Happy holidays! What did you do? Did you celebrate Christmas um, with the animals? Oh my gosh, I had like the greatest New Year's Eve ever. Or I mean, I mean Christmas Eve ever. Mm-hmm. So my friend, she like she owns Aloha Dog Grooming in Ventura. She's a groomer. But she rescues all these farm animals, and she has, like, this, like, petting zoo for rescued far, farm animals. And so every Christmas Eve, she takes these farm animals to um, the Ventura Center for Spiritual Living, which is, like, this sort of new agey science of mind church for their service. And um, so I went to help her with the animals, and there... It was, like, so much fun. I feel like I'm 12 years old whenever I'm there because it's, like, it's so much fun. So she had some goats and some sheep, and she had a miniature pony, and she had her two alpacas, and she had a turkey in a um, wagon, like a like a radio flyer wagon. Yeah. And then, and then there was this, tur- this chicken named Garden Buddy. No, seriously, the cutest chicken in the whole entire world. <laughs> it wears a Santa hat and like like this like cute little dressing around his around her. Sorry, her <laughs> neck. She's so cute, and so her kid was there with her, and um, this kid who like loves this this hen was just, like, holding this hen for, like, hours, and the hen is so happy. <laughs> do you have pictures of this? No, I do. I posted not – I do have garden hen. I don't know if I posted her. She's on my website, on thepetpsychic.com. She's on my blog. Yeah. Um, but the the one of the goats is on the website with me and the pony. And then, okay, so then they put on this little play, and we're, like, outside in the hallway, and, like, I have the miniature pony and the goat with me, and they're, like, pooping and peeing in the whole church. And everyone was so, like, fine about it. It was, like, amazing. And then they, like, it was a surprise for all the people in the service. And so they, because they had a play go on, and then they sing the song about, like, how, like, God, like their God or the higher power loves all creatures. And then that's our cue to walk in, like all these farm animals, and go up on stage. So we all walk down the aisles, and there's like all this gasping, and like, oh my God, and so cute. <laughs> that's amazing. Stage together, and oh my gosh, it was too much. How did, she, how did much. she get him there? She brings them in this horse trailer and a pickup truck, and she like, oh she, like all the, the alpacas, and the goats, and the miniature pony were in the horse trailer, and then the the sheep, and the chicken, and the turkey were in uh, crates, dog crates, in the back of the pickup truck. Oh my gosh! So, are these are all the animals that are there on Wednesdays when you do the uh, walk-in hours, right? No, alpacas sometimes are there on Wednesday, but they're not all on Wednesday. They're not all there, but sometimes some of the animals yeah. are there. 
she just because where she rescues these animals it's pretty amazing there's farms next to near her and you know when when a mom um rejects a baby at a lot of the the farms they'll just throw them in the dumpster the animal so, they throw the animal in the dumpster throw the animal in the dumpster oh my gosh you know find them in the dumpster and then when they're just days old and bottle feed them. Oh, my gosh. We should have her on the show sometime because she told us about that. We she should. That that I needed to come over because all her animals are just standing out in the middle of the rain. Like, she has shelter for them, but they're not going into the shelter. Uh-huh. And she's like, she's like, you don't understand. She's like, these are, this is why they were rejected. They like, don't have any survival skills. Oh my gosh! Yeah, never rain. She even if it's in the middle of the night, she has to get up and go and put all these animals under their shelter because they didn't figure themselves. Oh my gosh! It sounds like they're all her and her animals are such characters. We gotta have her on. Actually, have on YouTube. I have a, a um, me visiting Tina's farm, which is super fun too. And what's your so, YouTube channel called? Pet Psychic. Pet Psychic. So check out Pet, Pet Psychic. Psychic. We also have a, tons of other videos on there, too, that you can check out. That's awesome. That sounds so amazing and fun. You know what else I found, which I thought was really interesting, is, like, the kids all came up, you know, and everybody wanted to pet the animals. But it was so interesting to me that with, like, children, like, so many of them didn't know how to feed an animal. Like, you know, I learned at a very small age, you put the food in the palm of your hand and then you close your fingers really tight and you open up the palm of your mm-hmm. hand. But, mm-hmm. like, even the older kids, nobody knew it. And I thought, God, we're so disconnected. They're so disconnected from animals, you know? Did yeah, you learn yeah, that? Yeah. Um, I think I had just more of an instinct with animals naturally. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if I like actually like learn learned it from anyone or anything, but you know, wow, that's that's How just was your really Christmas? cool. My Christmas was great. Um, spent it with my family. My mom's here. It's been oh, the one wow. year anniversary of my mom uh, being sick, and then she, you know, went to Japan, and we had a liver transplant with her and I. And everything's good, and she's back here in the States, and, you know, our livers are doing good. I had this idea the other day that between her and I, when we're together, we have one whole liver. (laughs) Is that weird? Well, I mean, I would imagine that you would think that. I mean, I I don't know what I would think I was sitting next to someone. I'd be like, oh, my God, you, like, have my liver. Give it back. (laughs) I was thinking of those things when you were a kid. Did you ever have, like, a best friend charm? I wasn't really into that kind of stuff. Oh, okay, because, you know, when I was a kid, I had this thing, you know, usually it's like a shape of a heart or something, and it's broken in yeah, half, yeah. and then each person has, like, a little piece, oh. and you put it together. <laughs> so oh, I was thinking so about that. You're thinking, like, your liver is your best friend charm with your mom? Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. So I was just thinking about that the other day. But, yeah, we had a really great time and, you know. It's so cool. When you're sitting with her, do you ever think to yourself, like, wow, like, I saved your life? Actually, no. I never think about the fact that I saved her life. I just, I guess when you're the person that gives the the organ, you don't really think about that so much. It's more like, yeah. oh, I hope you're okay or I hope everything uh-huh. gets better, but I don't really think about the fact that I like did anything because I feel like anyone would do the same for their mom or for a loved one. Oh, that's probably not true though. Probably not everyone would. Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, but I that's how I feel. I just don't really feel like it's you know all that so like, nice. crazy or oh. special. It's so special. Now, do you feel like you have any, like, different psychic abilities with your mom? Because you have, like, the same. Like, has she gotten any of, like, eyes, Kusahara's, like, superhero traits? Like, how you are, like, like master of doing a million things? <laughs> um, 
I'm not sure, but I had a special moment with her yesterday where every time we come home from um, to my mom's house when we're driving and we're out and about, there's this little sign by her house that has a picture of, you know, deer crossing. Mm-hmm. And my mom has has been wanting to see see the deer in our na- in my mom's neighborhood, but we've never seen them together. And yesterday, as we were driving up, um, I was ta- I started talking about how we never see the deer, and she was like, ah, "I wish we could see the deer." And then, as soon as we said that, deer crossed our path. Oh, it's so beautiful. And so I thought that was really neat. And then I said to her, were you thinking about the deer before we went up? And she was like, I don't think so, but I feel like she was. Oh, you feel like she was? Yeah, I feel like we were both thinking about the deer, and that's why the deer came out. Oh, my God, that's so cool. Like, you called the deer. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, my God. That's so neat. That's a great moment. Yeah, it was really cool. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I think we should probably get to some callers because we're running out of time here. All righty, I'm up for those callers. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I think our first caller is Lane with, um, let's see, we have Madeline, a female, 15-year-old dog. I think it's a corgi. Maybe it's a corgi beagle. Not sure. Let's find out. Uh, tell us about Madeline. Uh, Madeline was a Jack Russell Corgi Beagle mix. Oh, wow. Mm. And she passed away? She passed away about three weeks ago. It's been really hard. Aw. And what do you want to ask her? Tell her. Um, you know, our other dog has really been never alone before and really been mopey and depressed and so, of course, we're talking about getting another dog, and I didn't know if Madeline would feel like we were replacing her or, you know, if she would understand. Yeah, that's a common question, actually. Um, so let's ask Madeline what she thinks of that. Okay, let me get Madeline. I feel okay with it. Because, Mom, you need to fill your heart, too. I know it's hard for you to let me go. I'm really proud of you that you were strong. I saw your strength in your eyes. And I want you to know that you petting me, I can still feel it here. Like when you go all the way down my back and tickle my butt, I still feel that. And also I want to tell you... I have no problem climbing up on things or upstairs. And she says, also in heaven, she doesn't need to eat as fast. You know what that means? Yeah. We spent the last three weeks, you know, just pretty much giving her anything we could get her to eat, you know. So she had lots of fast food and crazy stuff. Oh, she had a lot of fast food? Yeah, it was pretty much the only thing we could get her to eat, so she she did the round. Uh, Jack in the Box, and she got Arby's. It was pretty funny. That is like an example too, which is just so interesting. Just a little bit, it's a little bit off of Madeline, but um, about how like I get it in words, which can be different than like other animal communicators. And like to me, when I heard fast, I thought she meant like actually eat quickly, but she actually meant fast food which I find so interesting that I pick up the word even though she's a pet, you know? Yeah, 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 she had uh, three weeks of that, so. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and, like, how we have to pay, like, so close attention, like, when all of us are talking to the animals and getting it back, like, we have to pay attention to, like, what we put towards what they're saying. Like, sometimes we put our own thoughts to it. Like, I put, like, eating fast rather than fast food. Right. Um, Okay. I knew immediately what you meant because it was what such an ongoing thing. Aww. Mom, you should get a fun dog. <laughs> one that runs really fast and one that can jump up on your lap. 
I get that. But I miss the most from Madeline. So. What did you say? I get that. My my other dog is a is a really big husky mix. She's like seventy pounds. So the one thing I really miss was that Madeline was always on my lap, and I don't have that anymore. Oh, so she's telling you that you need that, and you need that to fill your heart, and you should get that. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. She feels really happy and at peace, and like really energetic, and and really clear. Like she sees well, she hears well, she, you know, can move through space fast. So. And she doesn't feel like it's replacement if I get another dog. No, no, no. No, mom. I think it's great. I don't have any problem with that. Mom, seriously, you could never replace me. I'm one of a kind. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Aw, that's so neat. Well, thanks for calling in, Lane. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, me too. I'm glad she's doing well where she is. Thanks, Lane. I'm so glad. It's so great when you get to hear... Um, an animal being so positive after, you know, leaving it's pretty soon, right? Three weeks? Yeah, and you know, they all, well, a lot of people have that idea of like, will my animal feel like I'm being replaced? And very rarely they actually feel that way, even if they mm-hmm. were jealous in their lifetime. But yeah. sometimes animals will say like, I don't think it's time for you. I think you need to take mm-hmm. a break or I think you need to travel for a while. So they don't always say yes, yeah, like get another dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, Our next guest is a very special guest. Uh, We've had them on before, um, but um, it's so great to have her on again. Robin? Yeah, right Dogs Deserve Better. Hi, how are you? Hi, good, good. Thanks for having me back on. So for all of our our, uh, listeners... Uh, check in at uh, dogsdeservebetter.org and also rainbowrescues.org um, for Robin's uh, information and um, her organization. Uh, Dogs Deserve Better is an organization that rescues and dedicates uh, and educates people about chained and penned dogs. Uh, Robin, tell us a little bit about what's inappropriate about chaining and penning dogs. Okay. Um, dogs are pack animals. They like to be with They're people. They are not lawn ornaments or alarm systems. They um, would be spending their life really looking at the house, waiting for you to come out. It's one thing if you can't uh, afford a fence and you're doing gardening and you've got, you know, one of those 15-foot tie-outs, which I personally hate, and you have your dog on it while you're out there gardening and take him right off or you put him on it to do his business for 15 minutes in the morning while you're in the shower okay you know i'll live but but you know people put them out and forget they even have dogs they go without food and water and shelter you know sometimes days and weeks and months until neighbors start to feed them and complain about them and it's just you know, if you don't want the dog in your family, don't get a dog. Right, right. And then in a pen, it's really the same thing. Then they they're loaded with dog poop and 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 pee, and then the owners will throw the food in. Uh, sometimes kids will get off a school bus and torment the dogs as they pass them going to their house. Fourth of July, they'll throw firecrackers at them. It becomes like a torture chamber. Mm-hmm. And they they never get out. They they have no socialization. They become very territorial on the chain of their like four foot circle around the tree, or in a pen of their you know five foot hell. And so th- when you go near them, they'll they sometimes you know kids little kids get mauled. I mean it just becomes a horrible situation that really can be avoided by bringing your dog inside. And what does your organization do exactly? Okay, so, uh, you know, we don't go around and look for chain dogs and steal them. We go, we, what we do is within the law, we get emails from people all over the country complaining about a neighbor or somewhere they passed when they were going to a friend. 
uh, and the dog looks very thin, or every time they go, they see the same dog. It's been five years, and they got home from college, and the same dog is still in the same pen, and isn't there anything they could do? And mm-hmm. and so we'll um, find if we have a rep in that particular state, or if we don't, if we know somebody in rescue, or maybe have a volunteer that will go out. And, you know, we try and work with local animal control, and we try and work with the humane societies and, and anything within the law. And sometimes we'll ring a bell and we'll try really try to be friendly with, with the owner and educate and leave materials and show them stories about what happens to dogs when they're left alone and offer to help train the house, break the dog. A lot of them will say, well, I bring him in and he pees all over the house, you know, well, because you have to crate him and, you know, you have to housebreak him. So we could show them that. Sometimes we'll offer to build a fence. They have to sign a contract that they'll let us spay and neuter the dog first and that they'll agree to bring the dog in at night. Some will, some won't. Some will sign it and not do it. Yeah. Some will sign it and do it. Some actually will bring the dog in if because they, they are not educated and it's what they're parents did or it's certain states or cities that every other dog is chained uh, you know in the whole neighborhood so you know we help a lot we don't help everyone but we help a lot and uh it's all about ringing bells taking pictures going on the property getting people together and, and really trying to help the dog and it may take a week it may take a day and sometimes it takes a year and you have to be nice to these people, really, that you're not happy with, mm-hmm. uh, to get on their good side to, because you want to get the dog. Right, right. And, and, and today uh, and today we're going to be talking to Nala, is it? Yeah, today I wanted to talk to, uh, I wanted to start with her. We've renamed her Reba, uh, but, uh, you know, she was Nala for her whole life. She's somewhere between, between 10 and 12. She's a... Golden Retriever, St. Bernard, looks more like a golden with her features of a St. Bernard on her face a little bit. Um, so she came here because she um, wasn't having any luck getting adopted, and I, I just want to make sure that she's comfortable with her new fosters and that she's happy here and feels good. Is she still with Bernard and Scooter, her other friends? or is she? No, all three are in separate foster homes now. Okay. Okay, let me get her, and we want to see how she's how she's doing in her new foster. And so she is going to find a home eventually, though, right? Right. She's up for adoption, and she's now with uh, a mom and dad foster and uh, two dogs, a small senior palm uh, that she's supposedly getting along with well, and a five-year-old Roddy mix who she pretty much ignores, and he barks oh. in her face, and she just. <laughs> Pays no attention. Okay, let me get her. Okay. I gotta say that it's been strange. <sighs> when you live a life on a chain and you watch people for so long and then people interact with you, it's a little scary because you feel like you have to move a certain way or do a certain thing. And be smart. And sometimes it's hard to be smart because you just think about sleeping. (sighs) But everyone I've been around has been really patient. And they can't stop hugging me and kissing me. And all that love makes me feel good. And it's such an amazing feeling feel lots of love. It's like being left out in the rain and then coming inside where it's warm and dry. I want to say thank you. I'm a little bit nervous to find my new home because I don't know if the people will be the same. But I'm assuming that they will. You know, my old people... They weren't really bad. Uh They just didn't know how to love each other. So they didn't know how to love us. Oh. 
That's so sad. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful, though, too, huh? She's a nice I'll dog. Be- She's a nice dog. I'll bet a lot of the dogs feel that way, huh? That it's, like, must be really strange for them to right. go from not having much interaction with people to all of a sudden being cared about and moved around and fucked over and... Yep. Yeah, she's getting massages, right, from her foster mom. Yep. And, uh, yeah, she's getting a lot of attention. They love her so much, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. They do. It's so good. Should I ask about the other? Can I ask about the others? I mean, that's pretty much all I really needed to know about her. She's a pretty happy dog. She doesn't have any real issues other than a little arthritis. Yeah, sure. You can ask about the other. So what does Bernard look like? Okay. He looks like a half a lab. He's like, uh, you know, he should probably be 35 pounds. He's probably 45 pounds. And what um, color? He's bl- all black. His face is gray. Um, so we're calling him a lab Shiba Inu. Um, others have said a spitz. I don't see any spitz. He looks to me like a, even like a... Cattle dog type, just a short lab. Yeah, I get it. And what do we want to ask him? Okay, so he's about eight. He has no um, health issues that other than an ear infection were taken care of. He's on a farm now in New Hampshire with his foster family with four dogs and four cats and horses and chickens. And, all, and I wonder how he feels and if he's getting used to the dogs. He wasn't really playing with the dogs yet. He's only been there, you know, a week, week and a half, something like that. Okay, let me get him. Mm -hmm. I can hear you, he said. (laughs) You know what? It feels weird. When I get up and walk, I feel like I'm going to get pulled back. And I don't. And it's just a really strange feeling. But I love this life, and I'm getting used to it. And I want to say thank you for all who's helped me. And when I get scared, everyone's been patient. And everyone's been nice. And I get good food. And I don't have to share it. Well, because maybe they just threw food out for them. Mhm, mhm. And Scooter, what does he look like? Okay, so Scooter, we've changed his name to Franklin. His foster mother calls him Frankie. He isn't like a he's a beagle, but he's a tiny beagle. And when he was found, he was uh, crossing a street alone, emaciated. Uh, probably was living in a pen, you know, with a hunter that kept all his beagles pen. That type of situation, and he was taken in. And, you know, basically brought back to health. He's very nervous, very shy. You raise your voice or use any kind of tone with anger in it, and he's in the corner. Okay. Um, But he loves other dogs. He loves to play. And if you're nice to him, you know, he responds really well. Okay. Let me get Scooter, huh? Scooter. Scooter. Well, he didn't really know Scooter, and I think he does know Frankie, so I'm not sure what he'll answer to. I think this is pretty amazing, talking to you in my head. (laughs) Talking to you in my head is interesting, because I'm hearing about other dogs. And you know what? My fear hits a wall, and then it starts to get better. So he's saying, like, he gets really scared, but he's learning to sort of come out of it. Like, he gets that shocking scared, but then he's learning to come out of it. You know how the other dog was talking about walking and feeling like you're going to get pulled back? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so weird when you don't feel that anymore. My neck can move more. And also, I want to say something. I feel like I can run now. Is that Bernie or is that Scooter? That's Scooter. Okay. 
That's Scooter. Does it sound like Scooter? Yeah, I mean, he can run. He's got a backyard. He's got other little dogs to run with, definitely. Good, yeah. He just sounds like he's slowly getting braver. It does sound like he has more post-traumatic stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was the most nervous of the three. Hmm. But, but, yeah, nobody's complaining. Yeah, it also sounds like there was a lot more noises at their place, and it sounds a lot quieter where he is now. Right, right, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, we we guess we don't know because he was in the street, but in the the area that he was found, are a lot of hunters and a lot of beagles and pens outside barking. Oh. So oh. chances are he escaped out of a pen. Uh, or yeah. Bill wasn't a good hunter, and they just let him out. You know, you just don't know. Could have been chained around the other. You know, you just, we don't know. I didn't exa- just get let out, he said. I didn't just get let out. Okay. I scurried out. There you go. Good for him. There were others with Oh. But I ran the farthest. Good for him. Aww. Yeah, no, he'll have a nice Thank life. Thank you, Robin. It's so amazing that you rescue these dogs. <laughs> it's so needed. Well, they need it, and it makes me happy. Thank Aww. you so much. It's so amazing what you do. And for all of our listeners, again, please go to dogsdeservebetter.org. That's dogsdeservebetter.org and rainbowrescues.org. Yeah. And All of these three dogs, excuse me, are, are with RainbowRescues.org out of Chicopee, Massachusetts. So if anybody's up in uh, New England or in Massachusetts and interested in any of the three we talked about, they're on the website there. That's great. Thank you so much again for being on our show, Robin. My pleasure. Anytime. My pleasure. Thanks, Thank you. Robin. Thank you so much. So great to hear from you. That's, again, dogsdeservebetter.org. And as she said, the animals are uh, also, you can look at their pictures and stuff on rainbowrescues.org. Um, so that's really cool. You know what's interesting is um, in my neighborhood, I have, like, not chained dogs, but dogs that don't stay in their fences. You know? <laughs> Your dogs, you mean? No, my neighbors. Like, all the animals are just, like, running around in the street. Oh, my God. Which also isn't good, you know. It's um, so true. I know. I should go drop Especially off in your there. neighborhood. You're not far from a busy road. No, I know. It's really scary. It scares me. I should go drop off some, um, secretly drop off some Dogs Deserve Better literature. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's get to some calls real quick. We're quickly running out of time on the show here. Um, let's see. We've got... Katie, who has a white terrier mix, um, who's a great dog. Um, I think the dog's name is Junior. A uh, great dog, but gets grumpy and agitated at night and then can't be touched. Uh, Katie, what's happening with Junior? Yeah, so we rescued Junior back in April of this year, and he instantly became a beloved family member. He's so uh, great with kids, other dogs, really affectionate during the day, but the strange behavior occurs in the evening when he's tired, almost like a baby would get tired, and if you go to pet him or move him, he, you know, gets very grouchy, grumpy, and doesn't actually bite you, but just kind of whips around and is like, you know, leave me alone. So our question is, why does he that behavior come out at night? Because um, he wants to be in the bed. He wants to be under the covers and part of the pack. But then he exhibits that behavior where he gets very upset. Mm. And so what do you do when he does that? I mean, we just, you know, kind of try and soothe him, and we're very still. And it's literally, if you're laying in bed with him at 2 o'clock in the morning and you go to roll over, you might, you know, have him whip around and say, Rawr! and it's just like, you know, he doesn't, um, I don't understand where that comes from. It's not like he's getting, you know, uh, moved mm-hmm. off the bed or, you know, uh, yelled at or anything. It's just all coming from him. And it can also be on the sofa at night. Just any time kind of after dinner, he's kind of just done for the day. He's down for the count and, you know, kind of leave him alone. 
And I just don't okay. know if there is a particular reason why. And he hasn't actually bit you, right? Never. No, I just don't even think oh. he could ever, another animal kid, nothing, no. Okay, and then when he does that, do you move out of his space or do you claim your space? No, I don't necessarily move. I just kind of back off and don't want to, like, you know, further irritate him by continuing to pet him and touch him. I want to respect his boundaries, too. But, no, it's not a thing where I'm afraid, like, he's going to lunge at me and bite or anything. I just, yeah, okay. we just, you know, back off a little bit. Okay, let me get Junior. Yeah. yeah. Ask him what is happening at night. Mm-hmm. I have his picture. He's so cute. <laughs> he has a great smile for all of you. He's, He's like a, a really sweetie. white retriever. Yeah. A terrier, right? Yeah. I mean, that's another thing where I don't know what the possible – they said he has very short little legs. Um, so they were saying oh. maybe corgi or basset, something in there that he literally looks like a lab or a retriever, uh, but he's got little teensy legs. He's so cute. Okay. <laughs> he says, sometimes it hurts the side of my shoulders. It's not really the side of his shoulders. It's like um, it's like where the shoulder blades are. Like if mm-hmm. you're looking at the left shoulder blade and you go mm-hmm. um, down towards the back, I mean towards the butt a little bit and to the side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's below our back ribs, sort of like. It hurts there. Sometimes I can't stretch it right. Mm. So if they bump into me, I get a terrible feeling there. It feels like it collapses into itself. Mm. When I do that to them, I'm sort of blaming them for it. But then I realize it's not really their fault. He says he's having a hard time stretching it out, too. Like, he gives me the sense, like, he'll uh-huh. try to do, like, that down dog pose, you know? Uh-huh, And it'll uh-huh. feel tweaked when he does that. Yeah. So maybe it, yeah. I don't know it would be good. I mean, maybe chiropractic would be good for that, but maybe even, like, acupuncture or... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's nothing, like, because... Since he was rescued, you don't feel like he's saying something could have happened to him before we got him, where the previous owners, if he had any, maybe were treating It's not like a behavioral thing. It may truly be where he feels well, like he's saying. Yeah, I mean, he's he definitely has pain in his body, but I definitely think it's behavioral when he's going a little bit too far. Like, mm-hmm, he doesn't mm-hmm. need to go to that extent, but it yeah. does seem like it's... Like, I can see where you're sort of thinking, and I sort of thought there went there, too, when you were yeah. talking about him. Like, oh, I wonder yeah. if something happened to him at night, and he's having yeah. a post-stress response. Right. So something happened at night. But, yeah. no, it just seems like from a, from a day of actually, like, being around and exercising and using his body, uh-huh. literally sore at night. Got you, got you. Um, And you, yeah, and you don't have any way of knowing, like, where, because I know that they say he came from the streets of Bakersfield, but you don't know, like, can you ask him if he had a home before us, or? Yeah, because I see another dog, too, and he said sometimes the other dog would step on him, and he would have to do that, to tell him Uh to go away. So I'm going to tell him that that's what he's doing is overkill, and he needs to, like, really lick and yawn and blink his eyes, and. Thank that you. Is, that would be wonderful. That behavior is really concerning to you, and that no yes. dog should ever. That you're you're aware that it's a form of communication, but he's it's too much, and that it can actually yes. scare people. Okay, that's great. I get kind of scared about it too. Hmm. Maybe they could make me feel better. Hmm. I had a dog friend. And he was really fun. He looks like uh, Roddy, maybe, the other dog friend. Uh-huh. And this was before he came to us, or this is friends that he has now? Because there are other came... dogs around. Yeah. Before he came to you, but does he have a Roddy friend now? 
Now um, around him there's um, a Labrador, like a Shepherd, a Poodle. Um, all the dogs in the neighborhood love him, though. Everybody, like, he's famous. He'll come walking down the street. They don't know my name, but they'll say, hi, Junior, like they know him. Aw. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds great, though. Yeah, Thank you. The side of his body is really sore. Just and from playing so know, hard, yeah. It's been playing hard, but it does seem like maybe it was an old injury because it, it feels like a bruise almost. Mm, mm, mm. Like, you could try to get him adjusted, but maybe some acupuncture, too. or Yeah, yeah. I, I wow, that makes sense. To see how his body is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's thank some great you. information. Thank you. Yeah, you back and let us know how he does. Thank you so much. Yeah, keep us posted. Um, our next caller we have is Chris with an Arabian mare named Marshmallow, uh, 12 years old, rescued four weeks ago, um, and they are white and gray in color. Uh, Chris, tell us more about Marshmallow. Well, I really don't know a whole lot more about Marshmallow. Um, I can't remember um, what the rescuer said her situation was. Um, but she came into the rescue four to six weeks ago, um, and she came off the trailer. She's the cutest little thing. Um, and I thought, this is a cool horse. And, you know, she was pretty underweight. You know, she's still underweight a little bit, but she's gaining pretty quick. Um and she was evaluated recently and apparently rides pretty well. Um, but I, I'm just curious, um, you know, what her life was like, you know, before she came into the rescue and what it is that she does or doesn't like to do. Oh, good. And so is she going to be yours now, or are you just working with her and spending time with her? Oh, no, I adopted her, like, in the last week and a half. Oh, how neat. I saw her, and it's like, oh, this is a good little horse. Oh, it's so awesome. Okay, let me get her. Let me get her. She says that her heart feels at rest. She said before it was always running, meaning that she had anxiety. And now it's at rest. I love the hay that I get. <laughs> it's so much good hay. Her back left heel hurts her a little bit. I love to be ridden western. You ride English though, don't you? No, I don't. I have a Peruvian. I've talked to. We've talked about my Peruvian before. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yep. No, I love. It. I, I I do western. Oh, okay. I think it's great fun. I like trail riding. And I like going through streams. And I like learning about which what trees do. I think she's talking about, like, she likes to go for a trail ride and she likes to learn, like, the surrounding. Like, she likes to know her environment. Mm-hmm. So, like, are there trails where you are? You know, we can, the horse trainer can take us out. There's no, you know, real accessible trails. It's all private property, but because he trains up there, he's allowed to go. And there's a stream back there and that I've taken my oh. Peruvian to and things like that. So. Oh, she wants to do that. Maybe your other Peruvian told her about it or one of the other horses at the farm. Mm-hmm. I also like to learn how to stretch with carrots. She's stretch also talking carrots. about whenever she gets her, that left back leg bothers her. Do you never notice that? You know, she was stomping a leg the other day when I was, you know, petting on her and things like that. And, I, and she was just standing there. And I couldn't figure out why she was doing that. And I'm not sure if that's well, maybe what it was. Yeah, let me ask her why she was doing that. But it's interesting because she gives me the sense of, like, when she has to bend her left hind knee, that that sort of bothers her for, like, you to pick out her hooves or something. Hmm. Oh, why was she – I'm going to ask her. Why was she 
stomping her foot, her video the other day. She says sometimes, like around her girth area, is a little sore, and you just need to be careful there. Were you petting her there? You know, I was brushing her. Um, it's been we're in Southern California, so we've had rain, and just when it starts to dry out enough to like do some work, it just rains again. So I was right. like, you know, probably grooming out some mud and things like that. Oh, so you were probably at a sore spot when stuff like that happens. See if you can go like like really slowly and just mm-hmm. pay attention to like her her facial expressions, like if she turns to look at you or she, like, closes her mouth or, like, notice if her body gets really stiff. Because mm-hmm. very often, like, if you're brushing her and, like, you get to, like, that girth area that's bothering her, her body might get really stiff and she might sort of, like, turn back to look at you fast or look at you wide-eyed or, like, freeze and look off into the distance with with big, right. big eyes. Mm-hmm. So just sort of pay it, like slow it down and pay attention because they'll tell you the exact spot that that um, that hurts. And a lot of people misinterpret that as like about them being fussy or them being like misbehaving, but they're trying mm-hmm. to tell you like where it hurts. So did she did she know she injured her left back leg? Has it always bothered her, or is there? Okay. It hurt me for a while because I stepped on something. And then it went up to my knee. And I don't know much about, like, horses and, like, horse care because it's been so long since I actually had a horse of my own. Mm -hmm. But it almost gives me the sense like she got a bruise on her heel or something. And from overcompensating that, that hurt her knee. Okay. Nobody hit me. Oh, good. I got my ears pinched before, but nobody's hit me. I have really good food now. Don't you think I'm gaining weight? Is she? Yes, she is. She's, she is gaining. And, and, you know, when when the trainer, you know, saddled her up to evaluate her, you know, she had gained enough to be able to do that. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a bit before I saddle her up to work with her because I really want her to gain weight and just kind of, you know, get to know me. So we're going to do a lot of groundwork oh, and so building neat. our relationship and stuff like that. So. She sounds like she really loves the food. She keeps talking about the hay and the food. Yeah. She yeah. loves the food and she loves just, like, the care, you know, that you're giving her. I don't know if she was ever in, like, a real working program. She seems like she just sort of got saddled up sometimes and went on for trail rides. It doesn't necessarily seem like she really worked, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I guess I, I guess I'd, you know what I'd like to use her for is to do some trail riding myself, but also to hopefully eventually use her um, to do some therapy with people. Oh my God, that sounds awesome! I, she seems like she'd be really good at that. Let me ask. That's her. Awesome. Yeah, I would like that. Hey, that therapy with people. Because now, are you are you with Nikki Branch? Yeah. So is it with Pete? Is it with TJ that you would do the therapy with the people? If you do, you have you met him? I, I've actually done two workshops with him recently. Oh, you are so he's a friend of mine. So that's neat. We're gonna have TJ on sometime and talk, he'll talk about his the work that he does with horses and people. But. That's so cool. Well, good yeah. luck, Chris, with uh, getting to know Marshmallow and uh, keep us posted about uh, her progress. I will. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you. Good to hear from you again. So nice. That's cool. Marshmallow sounds cool. (laughs) It's just funny. (laughs) When she keeps talking about the food, she's like, hey, the food's really good. I know, but maybe she probably had really bad food that gave her a stomachache or something once, you know? Because, like, the hay is really important. And supposedly it's hard to find good hay, and it can come moldy and... 
It's yeah. kind of like she's getting enough, so she's just, like, so amazed that she's, like, getting nourished now, right. you know? <laughs> That's cool. Uh, let's see. We're going to go to Darlene, who has a 10-month gray and white Boston Terrier, um, I think named Blue. Darlene, tell us uh, what's going on with Blue. Hi. Um, I just wanted to see, like, what he had to say or if he was happy. Just a general question. Okay, and he's a Boston Terrier? Yeah, he's a 10-month-old Boston Terrier. He's gray and white. Um, playful little puppy. He's gray and white. I don't know if I've ever seen a gray well, and white Boston They say blue and white, but he looks grayish. That's usually the oh, color. Wow. Okay, and you just want to see what he has to say? Yeah, what he has to say. I have a lot to say. I can't get in my basket all the way. Do you know what that means? He can't get what? In his basket all the way? It's too deep? Do you know what that means? Oh, his bed? Is it, uh, is it his bed or is it like a toy basket? Oh, maybe it's his toy basket because it's pretty high. <laughs> yeah, but he can't get like things at the bottom. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense, because we usually take them out for him to play, and he oh. looks inside. <laughs> That's so funny. And also, I like the biscuits that are chewy. Oh, okay. And I, and I like stay. He likes to play? Dance. Are you teaching him stay? Yeah. We are. Yes, he likes he likes it when you teach him stay, and he likes the free part of stay or the release part of stay. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good at that. <laughs> and I like jumping up on bedtime. <laughs> Is Do he happy? You know that <laughs> what were you gonna say? Is he happy? Yeah, I'm really happy. Mom, did you know when I think of you, when you're away, I feel you get closer. <laughs> I think you like in my mind sometimes. I do. When I'm away, I tend to, like, talk to him to say we're almost home. Oh, That's my God, awesome. Oh, my God, and he feels you get closer. That means he feels you coming home. That's good. That's awesome. That's really good. You know, people don't do that enough. I know. It's true. (laughs) That's interesting, too, because he also feels like he's calling you and then you're answering him. So that's neat, too. So pay attention to sometimes when you start talking to him because he might have been the one that have called you. Maybe. That is so cool. It That's sounds so like you're doing cool. really well with him. Like you're really like for a dog who likes to stay exercise. That's cool too. <laughs> he wanted to say something about the shower, about how the shower washes people. Like he was really interested in that. <laughs> he wanted to know shower. about the shower. <sighs> yeah, he was just and he was like telling me that showers wash people. <laughs> Because I usually, when I'm taking a shower, he's around there. He's just, like, watching me through the curtain. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he's smart. He's so smart. Oh. Oh, well, <laughs> thanks, Charlie. Thank you, fun. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. Thank you, I. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> so cute. I know. Showers oh, wash people. <laughs> I like that. Um, so real quick in the chat room, we have uh, Yo-Yo, who is a black medium hair cat, 16-pound, green eyes, four years old. Wait, and, can you say that again? Yeah. Okay, black medium hair cat, 16 pounds, green eyes, and four years old, named Yo-Yo, cat, uh, comes to my bed at night and keeps walking in circles, meowing. I want to know, what's wrong with him and what can I do to make him feel better? He comes to your bed at night, walking around in circles, meowing. Yo, his name is Yo-Yo. Yeah. That's kind of funny. 
I know. Sorry. I'm walking in. I don't mean to laugh, but it's interesting. Your name is Yo-Yo when you're walking in circles. Um, <laughs> it's a serious problem, though. Oh. I feel I'm like my mouth hurting. And I'm hungry. And I want my mouth to stop hurting. Can you get it to stop hurting? I wonder, can they check Yo-Yo's teeth? Have they checked his teeth recently, I wonder? Yeah, maybe you should get um, his teeth checked. He does it every 10 minutes, um, they're saying in the chat room. So, yeah, maybe definitely go to the vet. um, Check his teeth. So what's interesting, too, is like just so everybody knows, well, I think it's interesting that he's talking about his teeth. But and then his teeth are bothering him, and he has like he feels like he gets like the saliva in his mouth. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that's interesting, which I find, is that animals with heart problems, kidney problems, and hyperthyroidism often meow and get anxious in, at nighttime. Mm. So want to take them to the vet and run a blood panel and see if you can get all those things checked too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mouth also you know what's interesting is that um you know he that rosa does that my cat rosa sometimes does that and i know she's been having teeth and gum problems oh really Um, yeah yeah but they said that you know they they don't think that they could they don't want to um do anything to her because of her age and um she's starting to show kidney problems so you know, they don't want to put her, you know, like, you know, put her Risk to sleep her and, yeah, yeah, or do anything. So we're just kind of leaving it and trying to deal with it the best we can. But she does that, too, a little bit. So yeah. definitely go to the vet and get all that stuff checked out. Um, we only have a few more minutes, so let's go to Words of Wisdom with Storm King and Friends. Who is going to speak today? You know who I want to speak? It, do you know how I'm t- getting my bird back? Oh, yeah, tell us about your bird real quick. We have two minutes. Yeah, so I'm getting Seymour back, who's my parrot, and I haven't had her for nine years, and when I found her a new home, I I had them sign a contract saying if you ever can't keep her anymore to bring her back, and she has to come back to me, and so nine years later, they can't keep her anymore, so I'm getting her back, and I'm getting her back the 13th. I was supposed to have her back the other day, but the cage didn't come, so... um. So now I'm getting her back on the 13th, but I thought maybe we could incorporate her onto the show and sort of get her used to coming into the house. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So I'm going to get a hold of Seymour. She's a blue and gold macaw, and she's beautiful. Big, 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 big bird. Parrot. Mm-hmm. Oh, she says she wants to tell I that she's excited to hear more about her. Oh, cool. I'm excited about her. And she's excited to live in a house again. She lives in a big flight cage now. Can you tell everybody that I'm going to learn how to talk more clear? Because sometimes I don't think my thoughts are clear. So I'm going to work hard at that. I guess maybe that's her words of wisdom. Yeah. Sometimes you really have to be conscious in, in like, being clear. Yeah. So. That's great. Well, welcome to the show, Seymour. We're so happy to have you back. And Seymour is a girl, so don't be confused by the name. Seymour is a girl because for 10 years or something, we, everyone thought she was a boy. And then when I found her a new home, she laid an egg. So <laughs> then I still call her a him because, you know, when she lived with me, she was a him. Yeah. I'm she's a girl now. her name. Maybe we'll ask her about that next time. Yeah. <laughs> Go to thepetpsychic.com for more information about Laura, the pet psychic. You can also like us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com. Pet Psychic Radio. Check us out. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Talk to you.